Hello, you're welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Unshaw.net. A Browse Around Bet, Part 2. I had originally uh, planned on making this a very short podcast of about 20 minutes to go through all the cool things I found at the BET conference and I found myself very quickly uh, realising that this is going to be quite a long episode because such was my enthusiasm for what I found at uh, the BET conference which is the largest educational technology conference in the world and well worth your while if you've never been there. This is part two of uh, the podcast episode uh, where I'm going to continue to go through some of the highlights of products that I've seen that might be helpful for you in your classroom. Um, I've looked at about three or four different types in part one of this episode so we're going to move on and uh, look at a few more tools. Um, I hope you'll enjoy it and as we walk through this audio uh, guide to the BET conference through my eyes an Irish uh, primary school principal um, with a love of educational technology uh, so I hope you enjoy it. Hello hello you are welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Onshaw.net it's Simon Lewis here with the second part of my little browse around the BET conference a conference I went to last week where I was searching for the latest and greatest educational technology uh, that was out there um, I, I suppose uh, I don't know if I mentioned it in the first part um, one of the differences I, I, I'd mentioned the first part that I hadn't been in 10 years and I remember 10 years when I went there it was kind of like walking into the future and I just walked at every stand going oh my gosh oh wow oh wow this will never happen in, in Ireland or when will this ever happen in Ireland maybe it was so futuristic there were so many new things on offer and things that I, I like gamification of uh, of education was big back then in the UK and we barely we were barely scratching the surface looking at interactive whiteboards and things like that um, and there was all virtual reality or you know augmented reality um, and it's kind of interesting um, 10 years later I'm back at the BET conference and to be honest with you and I mean this in the most positive way I possibly can um, and I don't mean it with any negativity I was actually kind of underwhelmed because Ireland seems to have caught up and in many ways a lot of the stuff that was on show is already available in Ireland and um, really in, re- in reality um, there's nothing, there wasn't really that much stuff out there that you can't really access or would be alien to an Irish classroom anymore which was quite nice to see in a way and really goes to show how well how much we've moved on in Ireland as a as a nation and using educational technology uh, since in the last decade so um, I suppose we need a bit of self-congratulations there a little bit and um, what I wanted to do really now is to move on to the next uh, part of this uh, episode where um, of, of things I learned and in a way I'm going to take a bit of a break from products um, and I'm going to move to um, websites, actually, of all things, and podcasts, of all things, because, um, you know, while I went uh, to the expo to find products, I also attended a really good event called the Teach Meet. Now, I mentioned that briefly in the first part of this episode. 
And for those of you who haven't been to a teach meet before or don't know what it is, it's really worth doing. Even in a in a staff room, it's something that you could do within a staff. Essentially, it's a very simple concept and it's uh, the best description of it. It's show and tell for teachers. It's basically uh, you get a group of teachers together and the people and, and the teachers that are there um, sign up to present uh, for maybe two minutes, five minutes or seven minutes about something they find cool. That's essentially it, kind of showing some they've learned or they've found that they really like. But they only have a short amount of time to do it. So that means there's quite a lot of these presentations. And the idea really behind it is that uh, if there's something that doesn't suit you, you're only five minutes away from something that does suit you. And if you walk away from the meeting just learning one new thing, then it's been a success. And uh, teachers generally volunteer themselves to give a uh, two or three, four or five minute presentation on something. And, um, you know, it's really good fun. And uh, I, I mean, uh, it, it's actually something that could work in a staff room, really, even as a cook park hour that it's some, some of the teachers might talk for a couple of minutes about something they're doing in their classroom. It doesn't have to be educational technology. It could be anything. You could find a literacy program that you like and someone might present on that for five minutes. Someone might find a, you know, a drama program that's worked for them. And someone might say, I did this really cool art class uh, with my with my kids, that, that kind of thing. And it's informal. It's fun. It's not like a... Uh, people are kind of, you know, uh, learning from each other and it's teachers teaching teachers. Um, really, really good fun. Um, as I said in the last episode, Too Simple uh, was the company sponsoring the Teach Meet this year. And um, really, really good, really, really nice uh, event, really friendly event. Um, and, um, you know, there were some first time speakers at it, but there were some stalwarts of the uh, Teach Meet scene out there as well. And a kind of a celebrity teacher too, uh, who I'll mention because he came up with some really interesting websites. So let's talk about um, I mean, I suppose not talking about products, talking about recommendations from other teachers that I really thought were very good. Um, the first one actually was, um, interestingly, was um, this teacher who's, who's kind of an interesting guy. He's British. All this is very British-centric, by the way. So some of it isn't particularly relevant to the Irish, uh, Irish scene. So I'll stick to things that are probably relevant to Ireland. But there's a guy called Tom Rogers. Um, who you'll never have heard of, uh, but he's quite big in the UK educational technology scene uh, for really kind of clever ideas um, around technology and education. And he's set up basically a radio station for teachers, a podcasting radio station that actually goes live on radio 24-7. And it's teachers that run these programs in the main and they're all around education in different ways. And he's the guy behind this uh, this thing. He also runs a dating service for teachers, which, uh, you know, might might be of interest to some of you if you're looking for a nice British teacher uh, to, to, to hook up with. Uh, he seems to be running that too. But I was interested in the podcast, you'll be glad to know, rather than the dating. And, uh, and uh, basically he listed 10 of his favourite podcasts, including the one he runs. Um, I was very upset, obviously, that uh, my podcast, this podcast here, didn't feature. But I'm putting that down to Brexit because these podcasts, all of them are British. <sighs> I tell you, the nationalism was great in there. I'm only messing. I didn't expect to be there at all. But uh, very interesting. A um, couple of podcasts that might be of interest to you. So if you uh, actually look for um, uh, the, if you Google Tom Rogers uh, podcasts, uh, you'll find uh, his uh, find them there and uh, really well worth it. Actually, if you go to the blog, my blog, onshaw.net, uh, I have a direct link to his 10, uh, 10 favourite blogs, or sorry, 10 favourite podcasts. Well worth a listen. The next, uh, the other highlight that I had was uh, Mr. P 
ICT. And now some of you might know Mr. P because Mr. P is all over social media. He's from Bolton, I think, or he has a Bolton accent. So he's actually from, I think actually he's from Manchester, I find out lately. But he sounds like he's from Bolton. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, he is a bit of a celeb teacher uh, in the UK. He does all these road shows with his brother. And uh, Mr. Two Peas in a Pod. Mr. Two Mr. Peas in a Pod, I think is the name of the podcast. Uh, but he also goes around the country and it's kind of a comedy a sketch kind of thing for teachers um, and he's he's uh, yeah he, he was doing it he did it did a teach me thing and he listed some websites that he found really really good um, I'm going to list them here for you you can go again you can go on the podcast uh, and find out what they are one was called fake you and what it was is you can um, pick a celebrity and uh, type in a lot of text and then it will read it out to you now I'm not sure if you'll be able to hear this but I'm going to play it really loud on my computer and hopefully it will uh, our microphone here will pick it up so I'm going to play it this is um, a lesson a maths lesson from Homer Simpson Hey kids, what's three plus four? Wait, what? It's seven. Go. So um, that's computerized, ge- computer generated. Uh, Homer Simpson uh, asking what three plus four is, and uh, him not knowing the answer, and so on. But I mean, you can do you can have lots of fun. It's got every celebrity you can think of on it. It's called fakeyou.com. and when well worth having a look at. Um, another thing goes animated drawings where you can take any drawing so you could get a kid's uh, pay, you know, stick man drawing and it actually animates it for you very very cool very fun um, you've got something called neal.fun n-e-a-l.fun and it's a lot of fun things to waste a bit of time but some educational tools as well so you can go deep in the, basically you can look underwater and it'll find uh, basically the deeper you go what you'll find uh, you'll, you'll have um, silly little things like um, you know quizzes of what would you rather kind of things which are very good and sometimes a bit educational about you know things that don't actually have an answer but the internet decides uh, by people's voting uh, simple stuff but really really interesting and then the other thing which I suppose is my favourite uh, of the four websites uh, he mentioned was Gaugan2 G-A-U-G-A-N-2 where you can actually make a glorious piece of art using artificial intelligence I mean honestly you have to try this out it's uh, really well worth uh, having a look at um, I mean one thing I will say for um Mr. P, um, is that if you're listing websites at a teach meet to a bunch of geeks, it's very rare you'll find um, that they won't have already seen those websites. All four of these websites were new to me and uh, really, really impressed uh, with what he gave, um, um, what he gave us his tools uh, and really, really useful and um, really, really interesting to see it. Uh, I was very glad, by the way, there was a global teach meet before that and I got to see my friend and colleague Mags, uh, Mags Ammond, who um, also presented on her PhD, which is all about teach meets um, and really interesting, really great to see her. Um, I haven't seen her since, oh gosh, it must be five, six years since I've seen her last. And uh, Cornelius Young, who is someone else um, who I hadn't seen in about 10 years, except two weeks ago, I was in DCU doing a course and who was there only himself. And there he was, we met again in at BET. Uh, BET used to be a place where you could see the great and the good of Irish uh, educational technology, but it was a lot quieter this year maybe to do with the pandemic I don't know um, but uh, look um, there was always used to be a load around and hopefully we'll be back again um, you know to have a bit of an Irish meetup um, and uh, see what's going on there but that was that do you know what let's get back to some products 
Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to move on to something that probably isn't necessarily technology, really, even though it is technology, but it's more um, educational than technology. And that's reading programs and two reading programs that I found really, really good and really, really interesting and things that we don't actually have in Ireland. Um, we don't actually have any native Irish online reading programs. We tend to use uh, British ones or American ones like Reading A to Z or um, 3P Learning's offerings like Reading Eggs and things like that or even Nessie for additional needs. But there are two that I hadn't come across and I really like the look of them. One is kind of fairly established, the other one's fairly new. Um, the newer one is called Reading on Your Head and uh, basically what it is is a big collection of reading comprehensions, uh, over 2,000 of them. And this is great because reading comprehension is something that we, we do teach in primary schools um, and we have to a lot of the time you rely on your on your textbooks for it. This takes 2,000 well-known texts and some un, not well-known texts uh, covering all sorts of aspects of comprehension strategies. It seemed really simple enough, but really stood up or stood it out to me as an up-and-coming company with a really nice, simple idea, reading on your head. The other one um, uh, was called Booker, B-O-O-K-R. Um, and I wasn't actually going to stop the stand, um, really. I was kind of walking slowly by and kind of and the salesperson kind of saw me lingering a bit so went do you know what? I'm going to get this guy and I'm glad he did because um what this is is actually um story driven English teaching for um and really aimed at EAL because one thing I've noticed is there isn't a lot of reading programs aimed at EAL particularly and that's how it's arranged so again you've got thousands of texts thousands of interactive stories uh, with uh, games and puzzles after based on the level of EAL that the child might be at from level one up to up to level four uh, in this case and definitely something I'm going to consider for my own school because uh, I don't think we have good EAL resources in Ireland in fact I don't think they've really been updated for quite some time and we do borrow as always from other company uh, from other countries uh, I'm not sure what country this uh, Booker is from um, but I think there seem to be a lot bigger than I, I would have heard of uh, but definitely well worth to look b-o-o-k-r uh, definitely check it out let's move on to uh three kind of um i suppose smaller um kind of tools one isn't very small but uh because it's used in i think you know 50 percent of all american schools so it's not it can't be small at all but it does one thing well uh, as do the other uh two uh products i'm going to talk to you about that really kind of uh, I, I suppose i hadn't planned on seeing them and uh when i walked by their stands uh, I stopped and had a look at them. Um, the first is the one that you've probably all heard of, uh, really, and I obviously have heard of it uh, as well and have used it a couple of times, but kind of had forgotten about it. It seems to be a bit of a pandemic, um, <laughs> kind of a pandemic uh, tool um, that, I mean, I think really could map back into the curriculum kind of nicely and map into real life uh, in a kind of blended uh, learning way. It's called Edpuzzle, E-D-Puzzle, Edpuzzle. Um, I hadn't really done. To be honest with you, I'm not a. I'm not t uh, teaching full time, so I don't get to do, use a lot of these tools very often myself. But in some ways, it's a very simple concept. Um, you can make any video into a lesson. So you essentially pick a video with a particular lesson, and then you add your own questions. And um, I mean, that's it, really. I mean, you can make a video and put it up on YouTube, and then. Um, and then ask the questions or you can pick a video that's already been made and then ask some questions about it, comprehension questions about it. And I mean, the software, I mean, does things like it will tell you if the student actually watched the video and it will tell you how well they did with the questions and, you know, things like that. It's quite, quite simple. It's just like 
I suppose, not reading comprehension. Video comprehension, maybe, is is probably the best way to describe it. Um, and uh, as I said, it's not a very small company, as I said. 50% of American schools already use their service. So a huge company, small stand, small idea, but works really, really well. Let's um, move on to the very weirdly called Scoob. Yeah. Now, I'd say, if I was to tell you, if I was to ask you, what Scoob? What does Scoob do? Um, I think the, I wouldn't say the last thing you'd think. But I don't think you'd guess very easily what it would be. But basically, it's climate change um, through Minecraft. <laughs> I bet you didn't guess that. Um, it's a very odd name for something. But uh, it's, I don't know, it probably stands for something that I've never heard of. Uh, maybe, um, isn't there a term noob? in uh, that, I mean, noob has been around for a long time. But I think I, I hear my son going on about being a noob. And it's kind of a, when they're talking about not Minecraft. So maybe it's something to do with that. The sk bit I don't really know and um, but scuba climate uh, is um, uh, effectively what it does is it teaches about climate change through Minecraft um, and um, it uses that pla- it uses this platform to teach children um, really about um, you know I suppose using those blocks and everything else to see if we can help with climate change maybe I mean I suppose um, the great thing about Minecraft, I suppose, really, for those of you who are, are kind of, there's nobody in the world really nowadays that doesn't know what Minecraft is, but um, in an educational setting, it's great to see educational stuff kind of brought to do useful things, such as, you know, the idea of getting, um, you know, people interested or young people interested. Why not use something they already use? Um, so I, I had a little quick look at it and uh, it looks really kind of quite interesting. The only problem for Irish schools really is that Minecraft isn't free. I, know, I don't know if it's the same in... Um, in other countries but unless you have a Microsoft 365 account you have to pay for it so and if you don't I mean it costs an absolute fortune and um, so if you're a, if you're one of these schools that uses Microsoft already this might be something worth checking out just tackling my uh, tackling uh, climate change through Minecraft Um in some ways you'd be kind of tempted to get a Microsoft 365 account even if you didn't use Microsoft other Microsoft products because it looks like a really good idea. I think it's a good idea anyway for using Minecraft. Just while I'm on Minecraft and nothing to do with this, they Microsoft stand had a big Minecraft uh, sort of section and uh, really interesting to talk to the people there. Um, uh, now, uh, to be honest, you know, Microsoft... Um, they don't want to talk to the likes of me, really. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just a, a, a school principal in their eyes. Um, but, um, you know, they're looking for the bigger the bigger people, really. But they um, they, they they said, like, that if I want, they showed me how I could sign up. Um, but uh, I didn't really get a demo. But, I mean, look, Minecraft's Minecraft. I mean, if you haven't played Minecraft... Well, I haven't. <laughs> Actually, I have never played Minecraft, would you believe? I know what it is, though. Um, so um, I'm glad to see education and Minecraft really cementing it in, in a different in a different way the last thing here was a really interesting one it was kind of a bit of an odd one really for me i, I mean because they have these um sections of bet of these really teeny tiny stands i'm sure they cost nothing uh very little uh which is why they're teeny tiny and it's almost like they get like uh, i don't know I, you don't even get a seat i don't think by the looks of it it's like a tiny little stand smaller than a desk it's about the size of half of a desk and I was um, kind of walking by and kind of looking at looking at it. Like, there's about 20 of them on this platform. And uh, one of the women at the stand called me over and said, oh, we love rainbows. 
um, which is an unusual thing to say to someone like me, um, possibly. But um, it was because I was wearing a lanyard um, that I bought um, in England a few years, uh, a few months ago when I went to Sheffield to watch my beloved Sheffield United team. And their lanyards actually had rainbows, um, rainbows in the Sheffield United logo. And she saw rainbows, I saw Sheffield United logos. And um, actually, to be honest, you know, what the matter? It uh, got me over to see this wonderful stand. Um, I think they were disappointed when I turned out to be a straight, middle-aged white male with all the privilege that uh, that goes with it. But um, anyway, she... um, they were they were very generous with their time and very friendly. So what is Emaji? Uh, um, uh, basically, is is probably what you're saying. Get on with it, Simon. Um, Emaji is really nice. Um, it's a lovely little tool, and its its idea is and it's kind of funny. Um, it's not funny. No, it's not funny. It's kind of funny that uh, for me anyway. It's like I I I said to them, it's. It's about, I suppose it looks like it's to get girls into coding because this is a big thing in Ireland and around the world that we can't get girls into coding. And what are we going to do about it? And it's not, you know, and so on. So when I said, yeah, it's about getting girls into coding, I said, yes, yes. And trans girls, Simon. I was like, yes, absolutely. Um, I have to say it was possibly the most inclusive stand I have ever been beckoned towards and all because I wore a rainbow lanyard. Uh, but the product itself, apart from being deeply inclusive, is um, is a really good idea. Um, and in some ways, um, it's a really nice idea to watch their video. If you look at Imagi, A-I-M-A-G-I um, is, is how you spell it, uh, and show what it does. And it is very, it is aimed at girls, look, to be honest with you. If you look at the, um, if you look at the video, uh, they're in, it's, 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 it's a group of girls doing, doing, doing stereotypically girly things, um, as, as, as it were. And, it, it, and that's great and everything else. But um, I like I liked it. I liked what it did, and um, what you're getting, uh, what you're doing. And I think, uh, to be honest with you, I can see this working for boys as well as girls. You do a bit of some coding, and you can transfer what you've coded onto this little trinket, like a Tamagotchi size thing, and it has a set of LED lights, and you can make it turn into any shape or any animation or any message that you want. It's really open ended and really interesting. And actually, you know, in some ways. Yes, I know it's aimed at getting girls into coding and I can absolutely see from the video why they're doing that. But equally good for anybody um, who's interested in coding. And I kind of think it is something I'd be thinking about, uh, to be honest with you, um, uh, around coding. Because uh, it, you get these little magic charms, as they're known, and it enhances their learning by making their code projects tangible. So you know when you're coding? <laughs> you know the way when you're coding, all of you people? No, uh, if you ever code, it is a fairly abstract kind of a thing to do. Uh, but if you can get something in your hand once you've actually coded, it can be actually, you know, to show off to a friend or a relation or something like that. Look what I made. Um, and uh, I can totally see this working. So I'm probably going to give it a go, um, actually, to be honest, with you, maybe buy one uh, and see what my son thinks of it. Because I think he'd be, I think it's something he'd actually like doing. And if he likes it, I'm pretty sure uh, it's something maybe something uh, my school might, might might like to introduce. It used Python programming for those of you uh, who are interested. Um, well worth a look. Um I have the video that I was showing from Imagi Labs. Um, their, their tagline is imagine it, code it, wear it. So the charm that you have, you can kind of use as a key ring. It is really nice. Um, actually, it's a lovely video. Um, so I want to um, uh, go through two more products uh, because I see I'm coming up to the 30 minute mark and I wouldn't mind finishing in 30 minutes. One you'll definitely have heard of and 
you will probably have drank wine at some point while using it and the only thing you might not have heard of. So let's go with the one you've heard, that you have heard of and probably had alcohol while using it. How weird is that? Well, it's Zoom, everybody. Yeah, you've all heard of Zoom. Uh, but if you haven't suffered from Zoom fatigue like most people, um, Zoom are now much more than um, uh, basically video conferencing as we used it and survived on it while we were uh, uh, teaching, socialising and all the rest of it. And uh, apart from having also the very best merch uh, on their stand, Zoom uh, gave me um, a pair of socks, seems to be a thing, socks, uh, a really nice notepad and one of those poppet, poppy thing, popper kind of fidget toys. Um, which is pretty cool. I I, I quite like them. Um, and uh, I decided I'd go up because I was watching, I was looking at their stand and, you know, I'm not really, you know, I, I was kind of thinking, what would Zoom really have to offer schools? It's amazing. I mean, they're such an innovative, com- innovative company. I mean, Zoom, I mean, up until the pandemic, I'd say, well, I, I imagine nobody had heard of them. And since the pandemic, obviously everybody was using it. But what they've decided to do post-pandemic is really interesting because they've decided, well, the blended learning space is really where it's going to be at. And what they've done is they've invented these kind of whiteboards. Uh, so you basically have a whiteboard which you stick a camera to. And what, what in real time, what the teacher is writing on the whiteboard, I can see this less at primary level, more at second and third level. Uh, while they're writing on it, um, it, it's live streaming what they're writing, not necessarily what's going on in the classroom, but what's happening on the whiteboard and listening to what the teacher is saying so you can use this for you remember those old Khan Academy uh, blackboard videos something like that and it's clever enough to do that if you're actually covering it with your hands it will uh, x-ray through your hands uh, so you can actually see what's written there it's kind of a cool kind of clever quirky tool that um, probably I won't be needing what I will be needing though is they've moved into voice over IP, VoIP, um, which is basically a phone system for your school. Now, VoIP or voice over IP has been around for a very, very long time with the likes of Skype, and uh, which is probably the most familiar one to most people. But lots of schools have moved from having um, regular phone lines to using voice over IP. They're given a phone number. That phone number is ported over to an internet um, IP address. And uh, basically, uh, nobody really knows that the internet is doing the phone uh, the phone conversations rather than um, a phone line. So all your voicemail, all your uh, phone calls are done through the internet rather than through a, uh, a phone line. And Zoom have got in on this. And I was just blown away by it. I mean, there isn't, if, if you can, and you know the way people say, if you can dream it, you can be it. Well, when it comes to internet te- telephony with Zoom, it really is the case. I was uh, throwing ideas at your man who was giving me the demo. And he was like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking of more and more kind of bizarre kind of things and more and more niche circumstances, you know, like, uh, you know, the idea basically is that uh, the school gets um, their phone system in. So you can get, you can basically get a phone, uh, an actual physical phone, which hooks into Zoom and uh, basically a parent or someone can ring the school, they'll ring the normal phone number. But instead of talking through, um, it's out, the parent for all they know is talking on the phone, but you're actually uh, doing it through Zoom. And let's say that parent says, can I talk to Simon in the school there? Um, what, 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 the, what, what can happen then is 
uh, on your on uh, the secretary screen they can see oh there's uh, Simon's uh, zoom account there it doesn't seem to be active so she can say straight well actually Simon's actually not active at the moment he's on a he's on a call at the moment so he, you can't uh, you have to but I can put him through to you to his voicemail so they can actually so she can actually put that through through zoom she, the person can leave a message and I can ring them back in my own time rather than the secretary taking the messages what else can happen is if I am available she can obviously put them on hold. Call uh, call me on Zoom. I might not actually have a phone though. I might be on my mobile, and my mobile is hooked up to Zoom. So the thing is, it doesn't really matter. I, and in fact, I don't even need a phone. I could have it on my computer. So all my calls can actually be going through my computer speaker. Is that? I just think it's odd. Oh, the, the, and the possibilities are absolutely endless. Now, what I what I thought about then was like. Uh, they were saying, well, it's only, you know, whatever a month, uh, I think it was four euro or eight euro per month per user. And then I was like, going, eh, that's great, but I have 50 teachers. I'm not paying 400 euro a month for something like that. So I said, what about like most schools where, you know, you have a teacher that might only use a phone once a year or something like that. So again, they had the answer to that. You can have a Zoom um, kind of account with up to a certain number of users and they share the same line to co- keep costs down. So, I mean, really, um, I mean, it, it seems to me that they really tailor it towards whatever the school's needs are. And to be honest with you, if I do, I mean, if I do nothing else, I'm going to be converting our school's uh, phone system into uh, to Zoom um, because I, I just... I was blown away. I really was blown away by this. Well worth it. Um, and then, um, I, I mean, just to add, like, you know, I, I'm talking about the phone thing, but the person could ring Siobhan, right, um, using Zoom. I mean, you can use Zoom to phone phones uh, uh, or uh, basically, um, and you could actually set up a, a video phone call with um with uh, with with a teacher whatever it is rather than ringing back or you know setting up these meetings and so on i mean it's so flexible uh some of the phones actually have videos on them it feels like you're in the jetsons i don't know if any of you are old enough to remember the jetsons with their video phone um we're in that era very easily in that era we've been in that era for a long time but you know zoom has really just made it affordable and really very interesting to hear about schools and, and how they can do um really really happy and uh, my house was happy because I got a pair of socks, Roz got a notebook and Emrys got a popper uh, fidget toy. So um, well done Zoom all around. Uh, the final uh, uh, tool I'm going to show you here is uh, something you probably might not have heard of. I've been using it in my school for uh, the last few years and I really like it. It's called Impero. I-M-P-E-R-O and they gave me a bar of soap and hand sanitizer gel as my merch, uh, which is very odd. Um you know, but anyway, um, no, it's not really odd, but it, it's different, let's say. Um, and uh, Impero really is all about safety and security. Um, and it's about child protection. And what it is really is uh, it has a number of tools and I use one of them. Now, I used to use two of them. The other one I'm not using so much. But one of them is very similar to the one I'm not using anymore. It's like AB Tutor and Bloxy that I mentioned before. So a bit of a theme running through this podcast. Um, basically monitoring what children are doing. I just found it a little bit difficult to use um, in my school just um, because, again, uh, sometimes British solutions don't um kind of follow through onto irish solutions easily and and it just it was it was a bit tricky um but that aside it was a very good product but i was interested in really as a program and i recommend this piece of software called edaware and what edaware we use this in our school for tracking behaviors child protection and first aid it's so secure that's why we use it for child protection um because the only people that can see the child protection uh, concerns are are the dlp and myself and the person making a, a child protection uh, disclosure but it keeps everything together 
uh, anonymously, securely, um, you have to use um, two-factor authentication in able to access things. But we also, but but uh, we also use it for first aid as well. So if there's a fall on yard or an injury, we put that up in Edware and we have records of it. And what it does really is it keeps everything in one place, and then you can find patterns about things and you're like going oh my gosh this child is falling a lot on yard i wonder if there's something going on there you might have or you might be able to say you know maybe like a i'm kind of thinking more in the distant future let's say in five or six years time someone might come back to me to say to, you know to sue the school over an injury in school well we have everything in one place so it's it's really kind of um good for that in terms of child protection you've got you're not having messing around bits of paper and things like that and nothing gets lost everything's in the one place you scan in your uh, you can scan in your referral forms and everything else it's really really good and um, now if i could get that uh, the only thing i don't like about it is that it, it while it integrates with um management information systems uk ones aladdin doesn't integrate uh with uh, these systems still and uh, so you manually have to add children into the system it doesn't kind of link in with aladdin very well which is a our management information system. I'm kind of hoping that uh, Aladdin will one day uh, do third-party integration because it would solve a huge amount and it comes back to our single sign-on kind of end of things because uh, isn't it amazing? I'm starting where I'm finishing. Gosh, how can I, how could I have planned this any better? But with single sign-on, basically one of the great things I'd love is if Aladdin tied in with a single sign-on service like Clever.com, like any of the, like any of the other ones that I mentioned, Cool and the rest of them. And if they could link in with your MIS uh, like Aladdin, what would happen is you just uh, you'd have all the children's details which could be linked in with their um, with this uh, uh, these these uh, uh, single sign-on things, and uh, it, it would save me a, a huge amount of time because every year I have to spend about three days downloading the uh, children's information, uploading it onto Google um, Google Admin, and it just takes so long. So um, hopefully that will happen with single sign-on, and Impera will work really well when that happens because of all the records of children in the one place without uh, and and all the security around that because of uh, double uh, two-factor authent- uh, authenticity so that's um really it really i i mean if you want to have a look at the blog post uh i've uh, talked a little bit more about a couple of google events i went to i even talked about my lunch uh, which i'm sure you'd be loving to hear probably the most miserable experience of my adult life was ordering lunch uh but i have a read about that but really i wasn't there for the food of course and despite bet not being the futuristic show it once was and despite the fact that the really big tech companies have probably taken the life and soul out of a lot of it squeezing out a lot of the small interest in companies it is still well worth going it's even for the sheer size of it it's so big that it's impossible not to find something worth looking at for your school and you haven't been there see if you can get there sometime So there you have it. Um, that is a two-part uh, episode recommending products uh, from the Bet Conference. As I said, well worth going. Um, most people don't listen to the end of these things, but if you're one of these resolute people that listens to the bitter end, this might be a little bit of practicalities for you if you're traveling over from Ireland in the future. I'll certainly be going back, but I'll be traveling in a different way. I made the mistake, I suppose, of not flying to London City Airport because I was trying to save a few bob. Uh, but the few bob that I saved was probably made up for the fact that I spent a fortune on trains uh, to get to this conference london city airport is walkable to uh, the bet conference that's uh, its big advantage it's about a 20 minute walk from the arena and um, in terms of accommodation i mean if you can stay as close to 
the Bat Conference, you won't really have much time to see much of London. Um, so I, if, I, my recommendation really is fly to London City Airport, even for the extra cost of it. Uh, the Bat Conference is on. You have all your food pretty much there within walking distance as well. I mean, some people like to have fancy food like me. Uh, but uh, if you're happy enough to just eat, you know, kind of airport style food, um, you know, there's everything you want there. There's actually a nice couple of pubs around the area. And you're actually never, you're not even that too far away from, you know, nice places in London. So look, that's uh, here and there, just a bit of practicalities. Uh, thank you for listening to this. If you enjoyed this podcast, please, please, please feel free to subscribe to it on whatever podcasting platform you use. And if you'd like to leave a review, I'd really appreciate it. Listen, I'll be back again in the next week or so with um, probably back to normal stuff, given out about something to do with the Irish education system. And until then, have a good time. Uh, whatever you're doing, uh, probably you'll be around your Easter break at this time in the recording. I uh, hope you have a lovely uh, holiday and we'll catch you again soon. All the best. Bye bye.